Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. How did the people get safely across to the promised land? They listened to the instructions of God, and they obeyed Him. How did you get where you are today? If you're a follower of Christ, you got here by listening and obeying God. In every area of our life, God is speaking. The key to life is to listen to His Word, obey it, and good things follow. Just as a life reliant on God delivered the Israelites from countless troubles, so your life, if submitted to the Word of God, will experience blessing and deliverance from trial. Today, Pastor Mark will encourage all Christ followers to stay glued to God's Word as a guideline for life. The Lord has a long track record of keeping His promises and caring for His people. We can also know that we serve the exact same God today. Is your life centered on submission to the Lord's will and His Word? He is the only one that can give you the power and strength needed to tackle life's problems. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians as he concludes part 14 in his series, Unlimited Opportunities. If you take God out of your life this morning, you're going nowhere. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm not in the God thing. I'm not really serving God. I'm having a great time. I'm going everywhere. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what you'll find out for sure. Every road you take without God will be a dead end. Well, Pastor Mark, I got all that you say. I have nothing, man. You should see the stuff I have. Yeah, let me tell you another principle. Life does not consist in the abundance of stuff. So eventually, you'll be empty, lonely, guilty, and afraid of dying. That's why Jesus came. That's why God came. We have to have a relationship with him. Everything must be centered in who God is. And my life revolves around God, not the other way around. Number two, talking stone. God will keep his word. God will keep his promises. We have to simply listen, which we're doing today, and obey. How did the people get safely across to the promised land? They listened to the instructions of God, and they obeyed him. How did you get where you are today? If you're a follower of Christ, you got here by listening and obeying God. In every area of our life, God is speaking. The key to life is to listen to his word, obey it, and good things follow. Keep your finger right there. Turn back one book, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Go down to verse 6. You will see this repeated again. And these are principles not just for our children or our grandchildren. These are principles for every single person in this room 
any of our campuses, Vieira, East Orlando, and Sebastian, those of you watching by the internet. Deuteronomy 6, just one book back, look down at verse 6. These commandments, we would call that today the Bible, that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. You see, following God is not a thing of the mind. It involves the mind, but it's of the heart. It's because we get to impress them, the principles of God, the word of God, on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. My Bible, one of those areas, by verse 7, here's what I wrote. Might be a good thing for you to write. 24-7. What's God saying? I'm with you all day long, from the beginning to the end of the day. Wherever you go, I'm there. My word will guide you. You don't know how to do life. I know how to do life, 24-7. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Everywhere we go, the word of God has influence in my life. Now, it doesn't make us weird, but it does mean that you're going to pray and ask God. And every area of our life should be there. Let me give you three things quickly if you want to write them down as extra credit. We teach them, our children, we teach them the word. By the way, for those of you that are here, you're my children. That's what it is. I'm I'm the pastor, you're my, my children. We're reminded again to pass on our faith. A faith that affects our daily lifestyle in everything we do and say 24-7. Listen to Billy Graham. Children will invariably talk, eat, walk, think, respond, and act just like their parents. How many have seen that and wish it wasn't true? Yes. Give them a target to shoot at. Give them a goal to work toward. Give them a pattern that they can see clearly. And give them something that gold and silver cannot buy. You see, you're the Bible to your children and grandchildren. Number two, teach them by taking time with them. Teaching requires time. Don't be an absentee parent who is in the home but never involved on a routine basis with your children. Number three, teach them by encouraging them. Children need to be loved and encouraged, just like you and I do. Children need parents who have a positive outlook on life. Spend time, encourage them, building them up, telling them that God has an amazing plan for the life. And last, spend time with your children having fun and making memories. How many of you know that your time with your children and grandchildren goes like this. Before long, that baby you had here is graduating from college. Now, some of you wish you could speed past the 13 to 20. Those seem to slow down as you go through. Making memories and having fun. Don't you dare ever say to your kids, I love you, going to serve God. That's going to be a miserable life. Maybe for you. God help you. It's a joy. It's the best lifestyle in all the world. We have to take time to make memories and to enjoy life. Well, the people, as they did that, they took those stones, you remember, 
And, and they went down and put them in the water. Uh, excuse me, took them from the water and put them by the land. But I told you there was another set of stones. Let me ask you about this one. God also said to them to go right where the priests were and, and in the dry ground to take stones there and put them up in the water. Don't take them away, just put them up in the water. So they did that. That was the second group of stones that they did. Now, what was the purpose of that? What was the purpose? Well, initially, when it was low, you could see the stones. But as soon, you're going to see in a moment, God let the, he opened the river again, and they just flooded me. You couldn't see them. But almost all of the year, it's very low. So when people would walk by later in the year, and they saw those stones out in the middle of the Jordan, what would the stones speak to them? It's a third key you want to write down today. Those stones said this, life is not easy. It was difficult crossing that water, but God is good. The stones also shouted to them, nothing is impossible with God. You see, they would see these stones that were in the middle of the river, impossible to cross. But when they saw that monument, that stone would shout to them, yeah, life is hard, but God is good, and there's nothing impossible with God. See, our children need to understand that because of sin, because of our choices, life is not easy. The Bible reminds us over and over and again about storms and troubles and difficulties in our life. But those stones shouted, God is faithful, and he'll bring you through whatever you're facing in your life. You know what that is. The people crossed on dry ground, impossible for them, but not impossible for God. That reminds us to talk to our kids that nothing is impossible with God. And God is for them. He's not against them. Here's an extra one. I didn't give it a number, but that's one of the extra ones. You want to teach this truth. You need to learn this truth, and so do I. Waiting on God is not easy, but it's essential. You remember three days before they crossed the Jordan River, they were there looking at that water. They had three days. They would say to their kids, we're there three days and we didn't know how in the world we'd get across. We kept looking at the water and we're thinking, we're all going to drown. This is impossible. What was God doing? He was growing their faith. Because God eventually said to them, look at the ark and quit looking at the water. Look at God and quit looking at your problem. Life is hard. It will always be hard. It's going to get worse for all of us today. Look at God. Quit looking at your problem. Oh, the problem's there. We're not foolish, but we focus on God. Your children will live in a more difficult world than you've lived in. Guaranteed. Way more difficult. But God's still with them. That we have to transmit to the next generation. Well, go down to verse 15, if you will. I love this. Then the Lord said to Joshua... Command the priests, remember the priests are standing in the middle, it's dry, all the people have come over. 
Command the priest carrying the Ark of the Testimony to come up out of the Jordan. In other words, time for you guys that have been standing there this whole time, we don't know how many hours, come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priest, come up out of the Jordan. I love verse 18. And as the priest came out of the river carrying the Ark of the Covenant, no sooner had their feet, had they set their feet on the dry ground Then the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and ran at flood stage as before. Wow. What if God doesn't tell them to come out? What if God tells them, but they don't come out? They're all dead. That brings us our fourth talking stone. Talking stone number four. God will lead you, follow 24-7. See, they had done right by going into the Jordan. They obeyed God. But obeying God is not a day-by-day kind of choice. It's a lifestyle. It's amazing to know that only God knew the future. It's amazing to know that every day God wants to direct our lives. Your kids, you as adults, we need to know that God knows what's best for us. He is involved in the details of our lives. We cannot do this thing called life without God. And you have his word. Before Jesus went back to heaven, he said to the father, Dad, I'm leaving. These disciples don't have anybody to lead them. I've been leading them for three years. And then he told his disciples, Dad, God, is going to send another one just like me. His name? The Holy Spirit. He will live in you. So today we don't watch for the ark of God. There's not some building we go to where God's presence is. If you're a Christ follower, he lives right here. Your kids need to understand that's where the direction comes, from the word of God and from the influence of God living in our lives. In this true story, isn't it amazing that God had a timing involved? Everyone got the shore safely because they followed God. God knew what he was doing. We need to simply obey his direction. Now some of you, as you play with this, are kind of saying as you go through this, well, how did God start the water again? Give me a break. Let me, if if you can believe Genesis 1-1 in the beginning, God, everything else is a piece of cake. So you say, well, I think there was an earthquake that started the thing and the the earth came and it stopped the river. Maybe. But who was behind the earthquake if it was God? Well, how did it start again? At the exact time their feet came out. Well, it just happened to be another earthquake. Get real. Don't minimize the importance of our God. Nothing is impossible with God. Now, as you go through it, why did God give us his word? Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's all about God. Well, scoot on down to verse 19. On the 10th day of the first month, the people went from the bottom of the Jordan, from the Jordan and camped at Gilgal. That's where they took those big stones on the eastern border of Jericho. 
And Joshua set up at Gilgal the 12 stones that had been taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, in the future, when your descendants ask their fathers, what do these stones mean? Tell them. Take time to tell them. Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Verse 23. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan just what he'd done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. So what did these 12 stones sitting on the land say to these people? What did that stone in their campground say to these people? Here's what it said. Write it down. It's the fifth statement. That stone sitting there in the middle of the campground said to them this, God will provide you and he'll never leave you. See, God didn't let them cross the Jordan and go, have a nice life. No, he's with them still. They needed his provision. They needed his protection. They needed his power. Even though the last 40 years God had been providing with them, the days of ahead were going to be difficult because life is not easy. They were going to be filled with warfare. But God would provide for them. You see, where God guides, God always provides You probably know this verse well in Philippians chapter 4, all of our campuses, watch this. Philippians 4, 19, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You and I can trust God to keep all his promises. How important for us to know that wherever we are, God is with us. How wonderful for me as a parent and a grandparent and my wife, Linda, this year, 45 years of marriage, that when we die, our God will provide for our children and our grandchildren. The same God that thousands of years ago was saying that to them with that rock sitting in their campground. Oh, not just physically, but spiritually too. In Acts 29, the power of the Spirit, let me read you. And this promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit, is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Well, if you look at that whole situation from beginning to end, God told them when to go in the water. God stopped the water. God told them to go through the water. God told them the priests to come out of the water. God stopped the water. Everything that was done was God. He's in control of everything. You can trust him with your life, your very life. If I had my grandkids and they were old enough, the younger ones, they're not quite yet. If they were old enough and my other granddaughter, and I knew I was going to die in a year, I would sit them down. I'd give them the principles I gave you today. There's going to be one more. But I would for sure give them this that I want you to write. In their life, because of God, there's no lack, there's no fear, there's no excuses. I wish I could say no regrets, but there's a few regrets. We all have them. But unlimited opportunities. Here's something I want to tell you. As a parent, when you blow it and your kids are old enough, it's a good thing to humble yourself and ask their forgiveness. They know you're not perfect. They live with you. (laughs) Am I right? 
if you want them to be honest, you need to be honest. And then I would say to my kids, I'm getting ready to leave. But the world in front of you is unlimited opportunities for God. You will find your worth not in what you do, but what you do as God directs your life. I don't care what age you're here, that's where fulfillment comes. It's not doing your thing, because life isn't about me. It's about doing God's thing. That's where fulfillment of life comes. One of the reasons I'm here today, I had a praying mom and a praying dad. They were in the ministry. The ministry can destroy you, because you can't please everybody. It can destroy you. But they were positive. They passed on to me principles that I am still practicing today. Because of a godly, oh, not perfect, but a godly mom and a godly dad. Look at verse 24. This is what we close with. This is the big picture. He did all this, God, so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you who know me might always fear Reverence, respect, enough to obey the Lord, your God. If those stones would shout, what would they say? Number six, here's what they would say. God wants a personal relationship with everyone. Well, the children of Israel, watch me, they were going into the promised land. Every other people group in there had pagan gods. They actually probably worshipped rocks who can do nothing for you. So what was God saying? I did this, especially crossing the Jordan, so people can go, those Israelites, there's something about them. Wow, who is that they're following? How'd they get through that? We, we tried that, we couldn't get across. And you and I can tell them, it's God. You see, there's only one true God. God so loved the world so what do I take from that last principle? Everything God does is for the hearts of men and women to be turned to him. Everything God does is for people to understand that they are going to live somewhere forever with God or apart from God. The children you and I brought into this world, they will live forever. You will live forever. The people that they were going to go through in those towns, they were going to live somewhere forever. As yet, they hadn't heard about God. What was the whole purpose? For them to be light and salt. For them to be the hands of Jesus, the mouth of Jesus, the heart of Jesus, and the feet of Jesus. That's why you're here today. It isn't about you. It's about taking the good news to the world. And it starts within our own family at home. And it starts within our own family here at church. The whole key to life is not about religion. It's not about a church. It's not about a person. It's about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. God will provide for you and never leave you. He desires a personal relationship with everyone. Today, Pastor Mark challenged us to consider the state of your relationship with Christ. Are you reliant on Him today? Life is not easy, but so worth it. It's so rewarding when the Lord is on the throne. You can't make that choice until you accept Him. Do you have a personal relationship with the one true living God today? Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. 
We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Do you know that there are only two groups of people in this world? Those who follow Christ and those who don't. There's no in-between with God. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners that God calls everyone to follow Him. If you have not accepted Christ today, He's standing at the door of your heart, desiring to come in. If you've accepted Him, keep learning, listening, and growing. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Ephesians. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurry